You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. Physiotherapist, and this is episode 26 of the Always Moto podcast. Welcome to the emergency department. I'm your host, as always, David Hogan, and we're all, as always, going through the injuries and all things in moto because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. This week on the show, we'll be covering the injuries heading into round nine at Unadilla of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. Uh, we'll also be touching on my own recent. Uh, injuries from the Hadar Desert race. I've got a bit of first-hand uh, experience with my hashtag of being injuries are a part of moto. Not fun, a bit of a road recovery, but we'll talk about that a bit further on. Uh, along with an update on the Always Moto Fantasy League that's happening over on Pulp MX Fantasy. We've got some prizes coming up in the next four or the last four rounds of the motocross series, guys and girls. So be sure to be part of that if you're not already. Uh, so send me a DM, DM if you want to get a part of it for the last four rounds. Now, we don't have a guest interview this week uh, with my recent uh, mishap uh, to myself. Haven't had heaps of time. I've also just got some new podcast gear here that I've been testing in the last couple of days that has only just arrived and it's only really just now that I've been feeling up to myself uh, to get myself off the couch and actually do any of this stuff. Uh, so no guest this week, but we'll be checking in with a few people um, to try and see if we can sort something out for uh, episode 27 whenever that comes out, hopefully next week as well. So we've got another good show coming your way, Moto fans. Um, and as always, the show is brought to you by... Dun, 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 dun. It's always still brought to you by me, Always Moto. I bring you the show and for that, I need your support to keep this thing going. We have some merch available. We've been popping it up on the Instagram uh, and we've been getting a few purchases, which is perfect. Uh, really appreciate the support, guys and girls out there. Uh, every purchase helps us keep the lights on here and keeps this recording uh, you know, this show recording every time we do it. It's not easy to do. The equipment that I've just got is not cheap, uh, but it makes us sound better and it makes it easier for me to actually get some decent interviews happening with some people from around the world. Uh, so we won't be having to rely on some shitty Zoom calls anymore for our interview techniques. Uh, we'll just be doing it through our roadcaster board here, uh, which would be fantastic. But back to the moral of this little story here. 
we need your support. So we need you to buy a T-shirt from Always Moto. The shirts are $25 plus postage and handling. That's in Australian dollars, people. So for you overseas American visitors with your goddamn high you know, conversion rates at the moment, you'll be getting a steal on a T-shirt. Uh, so check us out get us a get us send us a message uh, so you can email us at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com um, and just put t-shirt order in the subject line um, and then we're doing payments via paypal so you'll be just searching always moto on paypal um, dropping your address in that uh, purchase um, but you need to email us first so we can send you the complete amount for wherever your postage uh, needs to go to so that we can work that out exactly. So please support us. They're awesome black T-shirts with a big Always Moto logo on the front. Um, so, you know, you can wear them any, to any moto event, but they're also quite smart and casual um, so they wouldn't be out of place at any, uh, any of your outings uh, if you so chose to wear it to those sorts of things too. But give us the support, please, guys. We really appreciate that uh, as well. So before we dive into the show and the injury list for this week, let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm Luke Neese, riding for the SUB Honda team, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, let's jump straight into this injury list uh, from the emergency department article over on fullnoise.com.au. Uh, we're going to fill in, obviously, all those injuries that are happening over the last few weeks that we may have missed. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to do my usual updates as regularly just due to my own injuries. Uh, but we've caught up on everything that we think has happened, uh, so we're going to run through that list now. And one recent addition, right, just in the hours before um, Unadilla is going to kick off, which is only going to happen in a few hours here, guys. Uh, obviously, with the time zone differences for me sitting here in Australia, it's uh, pretty early in the morning on race day uh, for in, the Amer- in, in New York at the moment. Um, so they're not going to be too far away from getting out and starting practices and whatnot. But uh, some one the, that late uh, injury notification was Brandon Hartraff from the HEP Twisted T Suzuki team. Uh, he seems to have had a ligament tear in his right ankle uh, in a moto at Washougal, and that's going to keep him out for this weekend. Now, it's a kind of a bit of a dependent story here. We don't have heaps of information other than what we just said about the injury. Uh, so there could be either a minor grade one, which would only be one to two weeks, if that was the case, he would have already recovered given that Washougal was about two to three weeks ago. I would have thought that he'd be okay by now if that was the case. He's probably more in that grade two range, uh, which would be sort of four four to six weeks uh, for that recovery. Uh, but if he has a grade three, which is a complete tear, uh, he may actually need surgery and that would probably see him miss out for the rest of the season. So let's hope that he's in that grade two range for the injury uh, and we see him hopefully either back next week or the week after at worst, and he can at least get the last two rounds in um, before the season's done. So that's Brandon Hartraff there with HEP Suzuki. We move on. The next injury that happened at Washuga was a little bit of a nasty one, really. Uh, privateer um, rider Colby Cop, number 645, managed to um, that little jump into the sand section there at Washougal, managed to uh, sort of get bucked over on landing. It was a bit of a harsh landing for him. Uh, and he managed, the bike managed to follow him and the foot peg seemed to have sliced his bicep um, area and he had to have some stitches done. Obviously got a bit of bruising in that area from that issue there with whatever part of the bike we think was his foot peg that hit him. Um, but we've spoken to Colby this week. All seems well. Uh, he's back riding. Um, he's had his stitches out a week or so ago. No issues there, but um, he is indicated that as much as he could be racing this weekend, uh, he's actually not going to run another round until uh, the final round, which will be parlor two. Um, one, just to give himself plenty of time, but two, 
in speaking to a couple of other riders this week, I found out that some of the uh, rounds are actually almost full uh, in terms of entries that they um, capped them at for the AMA series, which is amazing uh, for the series. It's obviously showing that a lot of support from the riders, uh, but it's making it difficult for some of these guys who are injured to actually make their way back when they would actually normally want to do so. Uh, so Colby just, you know, like I said, he's not going to be back until Parlour 2, but he is A-OK. And if you see him on his Instagram, he's actually up and riding, doing some training schools, all that sort of stuff. So seems to be all good for Colby. Next one on the list, we're not really sure where this one's going. Uh, Michael Moseman, number 29 from that Troy Lee Gas Gash Red Bull um, bike there, a team there. Uh, he got injured at Millville at round seven. He had a concussion. Uh, normally this would be sort of a one to two week return. Uh, it's not the first one for Michael, so it might be a tiny bit longer. Um, he'd also have to pass the concussion protocol, which we've spoken about on this show plenty of times. It's been that concussion discussion that we've had previously. Um, but as with uh, Michael Moseman in past injuries uh, for him that we've recorded, getting information out of him and the team is like really difficult uh, and he either just disappears into the wilderness for a couple of weeks or he just turns up back on the track before he even knew what was going on. So we, we'd expect him to be there for Unadilla. Haven't had any information to say otherwise at this stage. Uh, so we'll see. We'll find out in a couple of hours if he rock, rocks out on track for, uh, for the practice sessions or not. So hopefully he's all good. Um, and hopefully we see him very, very shortly. Next on the list is Nick Romano. He's number 411 on that Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha. He also got injured at Millville uh, at round seven. He was that one that him and uh, Nate Thrasher managed to get together mid-air as he sort of crossed over in front of Thrasher, um, spat him off the bike when those tires touched, uh, and he's managed to twist his knee. He took a week off, um, you know, from... Washugal round, but then he obviously got lucky with that timing where there's that decent break while the uh, Loretta Lins was on. So he's all good to go. It's actually his home race this weekend at Unadilla, so expect him to be back and firing and good to go for the rest of the season, barring any more incidents. Uh, next one, also a Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha rider. It's Levi Kitchen, number 59. He was actually uh, injured midweek in a training in in uh, incident. Before Millville, uh, he managed to break a wrist. He's had that surgically repaired. Now, we don't know exactly what part of his wrist it was, so we can't comment too accurately on the return time frame. Normally, even though it was repaired surgically, uh, that just makes it stable. It doesn't necessarily mean that it recovers too much quicker, um, but he would be normally in that sort of six to eight week range. We did hear that he might have been trying to ride uh, already um, at Unadilla this week, but that's been put on hold. So we'll have to see. I would expect him to sort of wait another week at least, uh, and that would get him sort of close to six weeks uh, for the injury, and, and that would then basically mean that he would be pretty good to go for those last two rounds. But it'll be sort of a touch-and-go sort of thing, and whether him and the team decide it's actually worthwhile or not, it might be best for him just to sit out for the last four rounds and just make sure that he's fit and healthy, ready to test for a full season of Supercross, which would be his second Supercross series. And he obviously had an injury partway through this year's Supercross and missed a lot of it. So it'd be a good chance for him to make sure that he's ready to go for, for Supercross and try and get that all the bike set up really nicely, be a lot more comfortable and make sure that he can try and get through every round for Supercross this year uh, in the 250 class, depending whether he runs east or west. So I have to see if Levi does come back or not. He potentially could, uh, but it might be smarter not to, like we've just spoken about. All right, next on the list is Styles Robertson. Now, he's been a frequent flyer on these injury uh, lists here for the emergency department with us. Uh, he was going on a decent run recently for the outdoors, but unfortunately 
got caught up in somebody else's crash at Millville, uh, managed to go down, put his ankle, uh, foot on the ground and tear some ligaments in his ankle. Uh, we've since seen that he's had surgery. It's a lateral incision on the bit just below his fibula there, uh, which indicates that it's one of those lateral ligament complexes. So there's three main ligaments on that outside part of your ankle there for stability there and by the looks of it these had to have work on probably one or two of those uh, usually it's your atfl or your cfl so anterior taylor fibular ligament is the one that goes more forwards of that uh, area there's one that goes straight down which is calcaneal fibular lig- ligament uh, and, and both of those are pretty common to get torn the third one not so much but he could have done all three uh, but he's had that repaired uh, it will be sort of that 8 to 12 weeks that he's off recovery depending on how he goes with the recovery process and what his surgeon's recommendations are. Uh, so he will more than likely be out for the rest of the motocross season. Should be good to go by October, which is when we believe he will be um, getting back to Supercross testing potentially with a new team. We'll have to wait and see what that announcement is uh, in the future. Um, but he will be definitely out this weekend and likely for the rest of the outdoors. Next on the list is Max Anstey, number 34 on that, I believe it's a Firepower Honda that he was up to, that new New Reeve team uh, that's going to be doing the World Supercross Series there. They did a couple of rounds uh, for outdoors just to get things ready to go, obviously get him more comfortable on the Honda considering he was riding KTMs earlier in the year. Uh, but he, I was only planning to do this a couple of rounds and finish at Millville anyway, so he's not technically missing any rounds here, but he did get a concussion in that last race at Millville that he did uh, he's otherwise all good. He's been up and about already uh, and he will just be getting ready for World Supercross, which will begin in, I believe it's October. So he should be all good by that point too. Tight Masterpool, number 42 on that privateer KTM, also injured at Millville. Uh, he's managed to fracture his patella. Now these are un- uh, unfortunately a nasty little injury as much as it's only a tiny little piece of the puzzle in your knee. It's actually quite critical uh, and the, reca- the repair that's required surgical surgically is a little bit a little bit painful difficult i guess you'd say they have to build a cage around the patella uh, which means that it can't actually go up and down through the groove so you can't actually bend your knee bend or straighten your knee whilst that cage is there um, or at least not very well Uh, it will grind into that area there Uh, so he will be needing a bit of time for that to actually heal up and then you potentially have to have that cage removed so he's got a couple of surgeries one to do it in the first instance to hold it together, one to get it out. Uh, so he's got a little bit of time here coming up that he's going to be off the bike for probably around that eight-week range minimum. Uh, again, he's going to be another one, so he's going to be missing the rest of the outdoors and just heading back to Supercross testing in October, November-ish, depending on how his recovery goes. Interesting one for the next one here, uh, Enzo Lopes, number 80, Club MX Yamaha. Uh, also disappeared after Millville there, around seven. Um, but he's actually been re- having a issue with his arm. Uh, he had it repaired after sur- um, after Supercross there and only came back just recently to the outdoors. But he's managed to ride a couple of rounds, but then it's turned out he's got a post-surgical infection in that area that's been repaired uh, and it's not clearing up. So he's got to go back. Uh, he's actually flown back to Brazil to get that reviewed by the doctor who did his surgery and see what they need to do for the infection. Now, depending on what type of post-op infection it is, whether that's in the bone, whether that's in the surrounding soft tissue into the skin layers there, if it's in the skin, it shouldn't be too bad. They can generally sort of um, either cut that section out and repair um, in terms of cleaning it. Uh, If it's in the bone, they also might need to scrape that side of things out. So that would mean there's longer repair 
recovery time with that as well. So it could be a couple of weeks for Enzo while he gets this all sorted out. Um, likely that he will also miss the rest of outdoors and just be on the list uh, trying to get ready for Supercross come October, November as well, which is something I'm going to probably repeat a few times here uh, with all these injuries that we're listing off. Next on the list, uh, he was the reason for that red flag in Moto2 at Millville for the 250s that seemed to get Hunter Lawrence all buggered up. Uh, he couldn't get that start again and ended up running back in, the, back in the middle of the pack and you know wasn't able to get to the front like he was doing um, prior to that red flag. So it was Thomas Welch, number 376, on the private Yamaha that went down. Uh, he was a concussion, one to two weeks for him to recover and he's in that concussion protocol. Uh, but he has indicated that he, he is at Unadilla ready to race this week and that will obviously just be this morning depending him passing the last step of that which is just a quick medical confirmation at the track before he is cleared to go. But shouldn't be an issue. Matt LeBlanc, number 329, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha at round six at Southwick. He broke his collarbone. Um, generally six to eight week recovery time depending on if he had surgery which we're not sure if he did if he did it can be sort of two to four weeks for that to come back um, but given this point in the year he may be back on track he may not be again it'll be just a case of whether his team feels it's worthwhile him making it back out for those last couple of rounds or not or if it's more appropriate for him to just take the extra time to recover and then start getting ready for Supercross, which again, he will be a rookie for, I believe, for that first season. Uh, so he will be probably needing as much time on the bike as he can. So it might be beneficial for him not to do these last few rounds um, and just take the chance to be fit and healthy come into that uh, pre-season testing for Supercross. Bit of a sad story here for this one. Uh, Phil Nicoletti, 715 Club MX Yamaha. Um, unfortunately, not able to come back for outdoors, and he's the, probably the reason that Shane McElrath has got that fill-in ride um, because there's been no 450 that Phil would have been running uh, this year in the outdoors. Um, he obviously got injured in Supercross and broke his ulna. He obviously previously, we reported that he had previously broken that and had a plate in that area already, so that made the, the recovery a bit difficult for him. Um, but he was re recovered, he was back on the bike, he was training. Unfortunately, he's had another crash. He's managed to stick the same arm out. He's managed to break the same bone again. He's also actually, by the looks of the uh, x-ray that I think I saw him put up on his Instagram story recently, he's actually broken radius and ulna. So he will be up for some more surgical repair if he hasn't already had that. And that's basically popped him out for the rest of this outdoor season. That's him done. Uh, that will be another eight or so weeks for him of recovery. Again, putting him back to sort of mid-October, November before he'll be back on a bike. And at that point, it'll be just Supercross testing, getting ready to go. Uh, reminder that Brandon Shah was uh, injured at round one. Um, he's number 91 on the Club MX Yamaha as well. He managed to break, uh, do a compression fracture in his mid-thoracic vertebrae. Um, and he won't be racing. Um, well, he probably won't be racing for the rest of this season. Um, Austin Faulkner, just a reminder as well, he went out at Parlour 1 as well. Um, he had a shoulder labral issue that he had work on, but he also had some other work done, which was something he popped up on Instagram over the last few weeks. Um, so it looks like he's trying to get everything sorted out in this period. He's obviously not racing the rest of outdoors, uh, and he is... Um, just using the time to get ready, prepared, the body back in order, hopefully for him to have a full season uh, next year at you know, a Supercross run for the title there in the 250s, potentially something for the outdoors as well. So Austin's just using this time wisely. 
some returns this week. We've got some big names coming back for Unadilla. We've got Cameron McAdoo returning from a broken sternum and some bleeding in his lungs that happened at Parlour 1. Uh, we've got the champ from the 450 class from last year. He's returning after his uh, he had a crash at press day where he did the ligament in his right thumb. Uh, he had that surgically repaired. He is actually good to go. He's back for Unadilla. Should be interesting to see how he goes. He's been back on the bike for a few weeks. Dean Wilson, number 15 from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. Obviously, if everyone remembers, if you haven't, check out his Instagram. He got a hole in his butt at round 13 at St. Louis where the foot peg managed to stab him as he came off in the whoop section. He had a decent cut to his butt and to an archery deep into under his gluteal muscles there. Had to have a bunch of surgeries, lost a lot of blood, uh, and that's what's taken him quite some time to get back onto the bike. Uh, not just the injury site itself, but obviously trying to get his red blood cell count back up to a reasonable level to allow him to do uh, endurance-based activities. So it took a little bit longer than just the actual laceration healing, but he's good to go. He's back this weekend for Unadilla. The other one coming back is Malcolm Stewart, number 27, also from that Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. Uh, he had a couple of issues with his knee over the end of Supercross there. Um, there was no details given on that injury to his knee as such, but it seems that given the time frame that he's been out and now that he's returning this week at Unadilla, also that we've seen that he's been back on the bike for about four or so weeks already, Makes us indicate that this was probably a meniscal or a medial ligament issue that was a bit higher grade um, and maybe even required a little bit of surgical repair if it was the meniscus um, and that would fit in that time frame. So nothing to do with ACLs because he wouldn't have done recovered in that sort of space already. Uh, so that's unlikely. Maybe he did a minor strain to it, but nothing that required surgery. It just took time. Uh, but it's great to see Malcolm back on an outdoor track. This will be the first time he's been on an outdoor race, uh, I believe it was something like eight years. So uh, good to see him actually making the effort, coming back for these final four rounds after the injury. He could have just sat out for the rest of the year and just got ready for Supercross again. But it's great to see him putting in the effort, getting that injury resolved and you know turning back, to, back up to the track for just a couple of rounds. It's awesome. Little update on a couple of other injuries quickly as well. Uh, we spoke to Luke Nice, number 75. He was from the SGB Honda during Supercross, uh, but he's now doing private Yamaha stuff for outdoors. He had a uh, fractured scaphoid back in round 15 at uh, Foxborough for Supercross. And we spoke to him this week. He's all recovered. He's, he's been great for a couple of weeks now. He was planning to do these final four rounds on a 252 stroke. Uh, but he was one of the ones that spoke to me about the fact that the entry list is already full and he hasn't been able to get an entry in for these rounds. He may have an entry for Ironman, um, but that's not confirmed as yet. So anybody listening that might be able to help him out and get that entry confirmed, it'd be awesome for him to get back on the bike. He is a national number 75, um, so he should be He's one to watch in this sort of uh, field, but he just obviously, even though the injury is recovered, he just can't get an injury confirmed. So he should be, he could be back on track. He should be back on track. He just hasn't been able to due to the numbers of people trying to enter these events. Uh, and then Jeremy Martin, number six, Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha, which has actually now flipped over to Club MX Yamaha. He's had a change mid-season. Uh, he had that shoulder repair done after Supercross or partway through Supercross because he didn't really get through that either. He's been back riding now for a couple of weeks now, looking pretty good. And there is uh, some rumblings that we hear that he might show up to an outdoor, which I'd be quite surprised about, but he may do it just yet. There's a, it may be an Ironman, maybe a parlor. We'll have to wait and see. 
Um, but, it, you know, he's been uh, working that shoulder now for quite some time. And if you've seen the videos, he's been out chasing his uh, brother, Alex Martin, around at the Club MX facility. Um, seems like he's getting some pace back. So why not? If he's fit and healthy, why not turn up to a, to a race if the team is ready and capable of having him there already? Cody Shock, number 37 from Phoenix Racing Honda. Um, he had that crash at Arlington at round eight of Supercross. Managed to do a whole bunch of things to his lungs, uh, got a hematoma in his shoulder. He also did his ACL, and that's the thing that's been holding him up. He's had it repaired. Um, he's been back doing his rehab, and as of just recently, we've seen that he's been cleared by his physio, which would mean that he'd be back on the bike pretty damn soon. So he will be making what his way back to a track near you shortly uh, and starting his uh, process of uh, returning to ride fitness and getting bike um, you know, everything ready for Supercross 2023. Jet Reynolds, 124 on the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Um, not sure what you call this season from Jet, but he has been uh, out since that first East Coast round. He crashed on press day. Uh, he was back riding before Parlour 1, but he hasn't been back uh, since. He hasn't been at any outdoors. We're not sure what's happening there. Uh, as per the team's press release this week, he's not rating, racing here at Unadilla. Um, so the return for him is just unclear. <laughs> There's nothing more to say on that one. I just don't know. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with him, but he has been spotted on a jet ski recently. So maybe he's taking the Christoph Porcel route and just going to jet ski. Anyway, um, next up we had Dylan Schwartz, number 40 from Barak Suzuki. He had that issue with his humerus um, fracture in Supercross. He then also fractured scaphoid after he made that recovery from the humerus and and took a bit more time off. He was lucky enough. He was he's able to be back on the bike. He returned at Washougal uh, last round, so he will be finishing out the season uh, with Barak Suzuki. And that's the list at this point, guys and girls. It's a bit of a list. Um, it's a bit quiet, really, in all honesty. It's a bit quiet for um, the outdoors um, compared to Supercross this year. Supercross this year was a massive list of injuries that keep growing every weekend. Um, the outdoors has been a bit tame, which is great. It's obviously keeping a lot more riders on track, and we've obviously had a few, like we said, there's four big names coming back this weekend for Unadilla, so that will keep the gate nice and full uh, and have a decent depth of talent, which makes the racing exciting for everybody. So, um, you know, no, no qualms here. Um, injuries happen, but uh, not too many so far in the outdoors, so let's hopefully have a good run to the end and then see which of these guys are going to run for Des Nations and which of these guys are going to then go to World Supercrosses, um, Aussie Supercrosses and, you know, whatever other races that are going to be happening in that uh, post-season period. Uh, Now that COVID's over, there'll be a few more guys and girls going around for those other events worldwide. Um, And we'll be able to keep track of some of those injuries as we go into, into 2023. All right, let's take a break, guys and girls. We'll be back in a just a sec. Hey, this is Cade Namrine, riding for Monster Energy, Luke Soil, KTM, Team Tata Racing, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. Welcome back, guys and girls. Thanks for listening to the Always Moto Podcast. This is episode 26. So let's just touch briefly on my recent absence. It's been about five to six weeks um, from I just disappeared from the world. Um, for those of you that haven't seen my Instagram post, I managed to, I was racing the Hadar Desert Race, which is a big um, event for us here in Australia. It happens just down in that northwest um, corner of Victoria. Uh, I've done it many times before. 
Um, but this time around, it was my turn to get myself in the ambulance and head to the emergency department, uh, which a few of you guys that listen to this uh, show regularly have given me grief for. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, my hashtag injuries are a part of moto. I definitely felt that effort uh, and had that myself just recently. But So I managed to have a bit of an over-the-bars moment. I uh, landed on, on my head. Luckily, didn't get a concussion. Just managed to break a few other things as I fell. So I managed to, main things were break my hip, um, break my collarbone, my scapula, a rib. Um, I'm still getting some investigations done on a couple of vertebrae that will happen, happen next week. Uh, and I've also managed to um, get a uh, blood clot in the lung, uh, get pneumonia whilst I was in the hospital because I couldn't take a deep breath. Uh, and I also blew apart my spleen. So I no longer have a spleen, which is uh, not fantastic and also some things that I've had to learn about how to manage, uh, you know, my myself over the next uh, however long I get to live for. So just a little bit of um, stuff happened there. I was stuck in hospital for two weeks, had to get a, um, had to get a bunch of ambulance rides and an air ambulance as part of this whole process, had a bunch of surgeries. So I've got a, a stack of new scars um one zipper straight up the middle of the belly which is awesome um and one up the leg so you know and potentially a few more things yet to happen so i've got to have a few things still down the track that we're still monitoring um and you know there's a long way for me to go yet um and it'll probably won't be until about christmas that i am actually recovered and potentially even considering um you know being fit enough to get back on a bike so we'll have to see how that all goes for myself and i'll keep you guys up to date as we go along but i just wanted to make a little apology here that i've disappeared for that period i wasn't able to do any of the podcasts i wasn't able to do any of my uh, full noise content uh, and also i was meant to in our last episode episode 25 i was hinting at we're going to drop an interview with flux motorcycles uh, ceo marco yukota which is another electrics motorcycle uh, but we we're unable i was meant to set that up i actually said to marco the week before the race i said look mate i'm, I'm going to this race I, i'm going to be a little bit busy i've got to travel etc i'll get you when i get back haven't got back to him i apologize for that marco i'm going to reach out and we're going to set that back up so we hopefully get that content out to you guys here in the next week to two just depending on when we can catch up with marco and do that interview and hopefully find out where that flux motorcycle is up to and how close it is to release so hopefully we'll be able to get that out to you soon hopefully all my other stuff is manageable enough and i can keep doing this these these media efforts um you know just here on out <laughs> hopefully there's no more hiccups in the road but just wanted to fill you guys in on where things have been up to for myself over the last few weeks uh, so apologies for disappearing all right and on that too then we head into fantasy talk which i also missed out on for a few weeks here but luckily for me i purchased the mulligans on pulp mx fantasy and i was able to get those things through those weeks because i actually didn't have a phone for two weeks which is another reason why i was mia um, I literally turned up in the hospital room basically naked <laughs> because all I had on me was a hospital gown and that's all I had. So it was a fun time. But in the Always Moto Fantasy League there on Pulp MX, um, just a reminder, big thank you to our sponsors, Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, False Neutral Industries. Um, we've actually got a big couple of four, uh, big four rounds coming up on the on the Fantasy League. We've got prizes for each round winner that are going to be given out. So on round, uh, let me get this up and get this right. So for round nine and eleven, we're going to be having a two hundred dollar store credit from Coastal Motorcycle Centre. And for round ten and twelve, it will be a pair of knee brace socks from Goat Brand MX. 
Now, for all of these prizes, guys and girls, given that we're getting international listeners, not just Australian listeners, which is awesome, uh, but some of these these companies are all Australian companies, so it'll be postage at your own cost. Unfortunately, guys, uh, it's just part of it. In case we're sending something like somebody wants to order. $200 worth of tires from Coastal MX, well, that's a decent amount of um, you know postage fees. So we'll work all that out as it goes, but these are the prizes we've got coming up. Um, some of them might be able to be posted to you for nothing. We'll see how it works out. Um, but just wanted to put that out there for you guys. But yes, we've got some awesome prizes here um, for around 9, 10, 11 and 12. And then we've got our season ending prizes for the top three overall. Now, this is going to be some good stuff here. We've got first place is a $500 store credit from Coastal Motorcycle Center. Second place is going to be a pair of knee brace socks from Goat Brand MX. Third place is going to be a hat and sunnies from False Neutral Industries. And we've got a special prize here. We've got a special $100 store credit from Coastal Motorcycle Centre that we're going to do for whoever shares their team and tags our league sponsors the most for the rest of the season. So if you haven't been already, we want you to tag Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, False Neutral Industries and Always Moto in your team post. So when you put your team up and say, here's what I picked, guys, tag those those people, put the hashtag Always Moto Fantasy League Get that shared out there so that I can see it. And if you do it every round and you're the one that does it the most, you'll get an extra $100 store credit if you win one of those other prizes too. So it's something to, to uh, it's real easy to do, guys. Get out there, share it for us. It's going to get us some more entries. We'll get some bigger prizes into it for next season Supercross. Uh, so get out there and share it for us, guys. Now, at the moment, our league is led by, and let me get this screen to buddy show me what I want to actually see. And I can't, which is fantastic. So Santa Quad, my man, you're um, you're leading the prize prize list here. Um, you're at three thousand five hundred and eight. You're over BD Wilson. Um, he's three thousand four hundred fifty two. So you've got a decent lead, Santa Quad. We've got uh, Digit nine seven five in third. MX Goat is tied in third. That's an interesting one. We'll have to see about that. If they have to finish it tied, we'll have to work out a count back on that one. Um, and we might go with who had the best overall score for the season for a round. So we'll see how that works. Uh, and then in fifth, we've got three laps down. Clinton, mate, doing not too bad, buddy, but you're just out of the prizes. You're not too far down. You've got a little bit to go. I've had a decent run, even though I've missed a couple of weeks here. I've managed, like I said, I used those mulligans uh, that, that Pulp MX has there, and I've got myself in the eighth. Um, Grino, mate, you're in ninth. You're not doing too bad. I've got you covered by about 30 points, so you're probably going to catch me here because I'll probably, now that I'm picking for myself again, I'll probably have a shit couple of rounds. And where's he gone? Where's my little man who keeps giving me the shits about all the, all my crappy picking tips? Oh, look at that. TJ, racing for the sun. You're in 14th, buddy. What's going on? Yes, I'm back. I'm giving you shit finally. I'm in front of you. I'm going to give it to you while I've got the chance. <laughs> Sorry for that, TJ. And for those of you that don't know, TJ's on uh, the Moto X pod show over there in the States. So give those guys a listen to, listen to if you get the chance. But yeah, so that's where we're at, guys and girls, in the Fantasy League there for Always Moto. Like I said, some big prizes for each round. For this, we've got a, C, uh, a round winner prize. So put your best teams in, best foot forward, see if you can get the win. Uh, and if you do... Send me a DM and we'll work out the uh, getting the prize to you. All right, where are we up to? That's about it. So, look, awesome show this week, guys and girls. Thanks for listening. I hope you got a bit out of those injury updates. There's been a few things that have happened, like I said, since I've been out with my own injuries. Um, but appreciate you listening as always. So, 
Before we jump out, let's just a quick reminder. Don't forget to send us your T-shirt orders. You can email it to alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. You can just send me an, a DM on Instagram and we can sort it out from there too. Please follow us on social media um, to stay up to date with all things injury and moto. Just search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed if you haven't already. That will just keep this feed showing up in your list so that you don't miss our future episodes. If your podcast app allows, I really, really, really need you to leave us a rating on that. That will help boost us up and and allow more people to find the show uh, and allow me to keep doing this more and more often. Don't forget to check out our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au. We have these in these uh, emergency department lists in there, and I leave some other comments in my in my little ramble at the start. But I also do some product testing uh, for different moto things over on Full Noise as well. Plus, there's just general information over there. There's also all the racing um, racing news results, all that sort of good stuff. Ooh, excuse me. Um, so just check out fullnoise.com.au. But that's it for another show, guys and girls. And remember, be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you in the emergency department. Thanks for listening.